One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, g'day there. Welcome along to the Short Baller Rugby Pass podcast. Scotty and Mills with you as we look ahead to uh, what should be a fairly intense week of Super Rugby. Uh, Millsy, sorry I was away last week, mate. Had a flat tyre. <laughs> Turkey was burning in the oven. It was all, it was yeah. all happening. <laughs> Turkey needed basting. How are you? I'm good. I'm very well, actually. It's a beautiful day here in sunny Auckland. Tamaki Makoto. Tamaki Makoto. Uh, it certainly is. Um, sunny day too, I guess, last Saturday for the Blues. Millsy, who finally had that win, got it done for Jerome Canel in his uh, final appearance at Eden Park in front of uh, all of the 60 people who turned up for that one. Uh, shite crowd, uh, but a good result and a fitting result for uh, a good old mate of yours as well. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic, wasn't it? It was great, and um, I guess in some ways uh, it was just great that they could finish, you know, Jerome's, uh, I suppose, tenure at, at the Blues um, at home like they, like they did. Wasn't the best of games? No. But he got a shot at goal as well, which was, which was awesome. Ugly shot, though, wasn't it? He totally rushed that. Yeah, he did. He totally rushed that shot. And uh, that's disappointing. He should have just taken his time. Full-time whistle had gone. Glenn Jackson actually put the flag up for that. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see. You where, was old, where was old mate next to him? He should have put the flag up, too. Once the flag's up, that's official. It's over. It's done. He's, right? Add it. So what, they're going to add half? It's so only one point. It's a half point. Yeah. Good it's on a one-point conversion from Jerome Canel. Well, the Blues season continues, of course, this week. Uh, local derby, Hurricanes taking on the Blues in Wellington on Saturday night. That's after the Chiefs take on the Brumbies. But uh, let's start on Friday, Millsy, as we look ahead to this weekend's round of Super Rugby. Crusaders are the one team that can't change their position this week. For the rest of the top eight, it is a shambles. I sent you homework. Did you read that? You didn't send you, I sent you the I sent you the homework. You did not send me homework, mate. If you did, the dog ate it. The dog did not eat your homework. You ate don't even phone. have a dog. Ate my phone. You don't even have a dog. Not my, not my textbook. Ate my phone. Let's uh, get to the nub of the matter first. Uh, producer Alice is in the booth today. Hi, producer Alice. Hi, guys. How are you? Not too bad. You sound so far away, but I can see you through the glass. That's the main yeah. thing. I'm, I am quite far away. Compared to normal. You're distant. I'm distant. She would be after the result from Fiji. Mm. Look, let's not talk about it. We should talk about it. Well, no. yeah, we, let's talk no. about that before we get to the Crusaders this week. What happened to the Highlanders last week in the first 40 minutes? And, oh. super, and here's the thing about that, right? I, I watched that first half. The Chiefs weren't that good. <laughs> oh, they were wow. not 42 points better good. Were they? No. I mean... They scored some magnificent tries. Yes, yes. But the not Highlanders denying. just took their time. Uh, they just took their time, and sometimes you know, when I think 
with the Chiefs' experience over there, they played there last year against the Crusaders, and that mm. was uh, and the year uh, before, and yeah, the year before it was a great game. And, so, and you know, obviously, the first time the Highlanders were over there, sometimes I just think you may know, perhaps you know they they got caught all caught up in the occasion. You know, the whole week it's a, it sort of almost feels like a festive week. Um, you know, like a preseason game. You know, all the the Fijian people and, and how they get behind it. And sometimes, you know, you have that mentality of going into a game like that, feeling a little bit lethargic after such a, a big week off the park. Um, and, and perhaps that sort of caught up with them in the end. I don't think they'd thought out. Oh, they're freezing in Invers. They've gone saying. from Invercargill to Suva, and you need to take some time just to, just to thaw slowly. <laughs> it's like taking a steak out of the fridge or out of the freezer. You don't want to rush that. You don't want to microwave that. You want it just no, to you sit, don't. sit in room temperature, come to temperature mm. of its own accord. You don't want to rush the defrosting of the steak. No. Nope. And uh, they looked like 15 defrosting steaks yeah, getting torn apart. Because sometimes you can defrost steak, but it's still frozen on the inside you know, right. when you touch it. And perhaps it took them, I mean, going through Auckland from Invercargill to Auckland, that was then halfway through Fiji, well, still hadn't thought out. Bull of an acre. Well, it's a good one for the Chiefs. Although, I mean, still problematically for me, though, and, and we'll get to the Chiefs in a moment, the fact is the Highlanders then scored 22 points to yeah. three in the second half. I know maybe you go to sleep a little bit when you're that far up, but still, I don't think they'd be happy about that. Let's get to uh, looking ahead, though. The Crocsilla, friend of the show. Oh, mate. Uh, brings up 200 Super Rugby caps this week at Wyatt Crockett Stadium. Wyatt Crockett Stadium. How good is that? That is awesome. So what is that going to... I don't need just naming it. The White Crockett Stadium for one week. Just one night only. Just nice. one night only. Someone came up with a great uh, great line, though, on Twitter. Uh, Sumo Stevenson on Twitter. Uh, they came... <laughs> Who's that guy? Just hey. throw that out there. Anyone still using that? Um, came up with a great line. They should have called it the Crockett Pocket. Oh, nice. I like that, the Crockett Pocket. Oh, yeah. It's got a little bit of a ring to it, doesn't it? Well, let's have a think about what he's achieved, though. Jace Ryan, Crusader scrum coach, saying, you know, let's put that 200 games in perspective. That's over 3,500 scrums. Oh. <laughs> 3,500 oh. scrums. No wonder the guy can't turn his neck. <laughs> what, but what a champion, though, right? I mean, here's a bloke who's had so many ups and downs, so many setbacks, knockbacks. He's been criticised uh, throughout his career, really. Uh, especially since that debut for the All Blacks at the San Siro. Um, and he has just water on a duck's back, come back time and time again, and here he is. And th- this is the thing about guys like Crocky for me. They're the real heroes in our game. Oh, yeah. I know that we have fantastic players, and uh, you among them, Millsy, you know, guys who have this uh, natural ability to play the game, and they're wonderful to watch. But I think that if you're a kid and you're looking for heroes in any sport or any endeavour in life, it's the guys who perhaps weren't blessed with Mm. the fast-twitch fibres and the natural ability. It's the guys who have just gone to work season after season and made the most of what they have. And Wyatt Crockett's one for me. Our good friend Steve Donald's another one for me. 105% of what he had, he used. Those are the guys that I look up to, especially in the game, and I say I look up to them because I genuinely do. I know that I get exposed to a lot of footy players. I've caught a lot of games of rugby, but I I do have the utmost admiration for people who, through it all, have just gone back to work on Monday and tried to improve. Those are the true champions of sport. Yeah, 
I mean, gee, I can't believe you put Stephen Donald in that category. <laughs> you know, well, he wasn't given much low. He wasn't given much natural talent. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, by no, his own admission. No, and you're right, Sumo. And and you think of um, you know obviously Beaver, but Crocky and, and the situation he's been in. I mean, over a million scrums, but in <laughs> in 2009, what he went through um, mm. and, and coming out of that, you know, he was penalised. Um, a thousand times, and perhaps a lot of people would have would have said, you know, that's your end of your your um your your all black career. But he sort of just chipped away, chipped away, came back in adversity. Those those are the those are the tough guys that just go, well, you know what, stuff it. I'm just going to keep going in and give 105 percent every mm, sort of day, mm. every every single day until I get better. Mm. And he's done that. And 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 uh, you, you talk about um, great players. Well, he's a god. He's an absolute god. But, in terms of rugby here in New Zealand and globally, because he could have easily left, yep. easily left, and um, to come back and be an, uh, a very play a very important part in the All Blacks over the last um, few years, and particularly down in in, in Crusaders and, and in Christchurch, and the game that probably sticks out to me would have to be you know this year when he went over <laughs> when they went over to Canberra, and we you know you got a guy that's come off the bench oh, and, yeah. and an impact, yeah, and then all of a sudden. Uh, Guys go down and he has to play seventy odd minute, minutes, and well, he's, he's not he's not twenty twenty two years old, or you know, he goes out there and just kills it. And yeah. when you're looking at guys to well to inspire people, that's the sort of guy you look to because you have got young guys now going, wow, <laughs> look at White Crocker, you know, mm-hmm. if he can do that at that age, wow, you know, what can I do? And you know, there's hopefully no more of that. Oh, you know, my back sore, my necks this and that, all the hammies aren't going that great. Well, if you're seeing a guy who's Almost a dinosaur. Well, you know, doing it himself and and doing it m- remarkably well. I mean, isn't that inspiration? Yeah, I mate, I couldn't agree with you more. He was player of the day that day. Oh. Yeah, he's sitting on the bench thinking, all right, I'll get twenty five minutes, happy days. Yeah. yeah, life's good. And he plays seventy two, I think, in the end, including a thousand scrums. Yeah, and he didn't game. play the week before, I think. Uh, mate, it was it was a huge shift from him, and and I think that's right, and it's emblematic of what the Crusaders stand for. Oh. If you've got that jersey, respect it, and make it more valuable. And that's what he has done throughout his career. I, look, you know, I know the guy personally, and, and I know I'm singing his praises here, and, and I don't mind if it sounds like a fantasy. I'm, and I'm just a huge admirer. Mm. And not just of what he's achieved in rugby, but he's just a champion man. Yeah, He's got a great family, and uh, his wife Jenna is just as amazing as he is. Mm. And his sons, uh, Sonny and, and Emmett. You know, those family bonds and all of his family really Peter and Joe's mum and dad his, his in-laws Murray and Linda they have just backed him the whole way and in return he makes sure that he's the best he can be when yep. he's around that family and, and I know he's set them up well and, and I know they just adore him and look I, I can't wait to get there on Friday and know that they're all going to be there yeah you're one of the lucky ones that get to watch uh, live uh, watch him play that game because it's <laughs> going to be magical and uh, for those of you that don't know Crocky, he is exactly what what you see on TV. Mm. He's a such a down to earth sort of a guy. He doesn't need that superficial stuff to sort of, um, you know, stake a claim about who he is and stuff. He just mm. goes about his business. He is exactly what he comes across on TV. Very down to earth, very humble, uh, and and a great family, great family man. And he's got great support. But um, looking forward to watching uh, this massive milestone. Well, it's going to be a great game because the Southern Classic in recent years has been fantastic. Let's not forget, too, the Highlanders won the first one this year at yeah. uh, Forsyth Bar Stadium, uh, 25-17, I think the final score in that game. A couple of crazy tries involved there. The Crusaders got the opener when they went all Highlanders on the Highlanders with a set piece. <laughs> but, uh, look, 
you know, I, I was lucky to be there last year uh, at AMI Stadium oh, yes. with uh, Mitchie Hunt's heroics and, and calling that game. And, uh, you know, what a finish that was and a fitting finish too to such a great game. I, I think the Southern Classic, the Highlanders-Crusaders game, has become one of the most important Super Rugby games on the calendar just because it just brings out the best oh. in fans and players alike. Oh, the rivalry. I mean, we had uh, Corey Flynn on Team Talk last week mm. and... They hate each other. <laughs> they are, and, and that's interesting because you've got a lot of guys that play that are from the Canterbury region <laughs> or have played for the Crusaders that are, that are coaching there now too. And mm. like and so they absolutely hate each other. So the rivalry is there and it's it's going to be a huge game. The last few games I've played have been so close it's not funny. So no, it's going to be a huge one. There's, there's Crusaders coaches everywhere though. Yeah. There's a generation of Crusaders now that are basically running the game in this country. Yeah, Aaron Major down at the Highlanders, Mark Hammett at the Highlanders. You've got oh. Leon McDonald coming up to the Blues. Did, did you, did you the don't Crusaders. know that was the criteria of being a coach in New Zealand? Come on, mate. You've got to, be You've got to bleed red and black now. <laughs> oh, it actually wouldn't surprise me, to be honest. Quite intriguing, though, that they've all gone into that. I, I always look back at the Crusaders and think they all came up under Robbie Deans. Mm. And guys like Wayne Smith and, and obviously Steve Hansen before that and uh, and then on through Todd Blackadder and his leadership, uh, they've all got a – there's something about that generation of, of Canterbury men in particular and Crusaders men in particular that are just part of the fabric of the sport now, professionally yeah. speaking. Yeah, but they were, they were pretty dominant then too. I mean, they still are at the moment. But isn't it great that, <laughs> <What's> that, <laughs> that they've sort of um, progressed that now and all those coaches – I mean, there are. They're, they're damn good coaches – were um, absolutely great players, and so, gee, that oh, come on, Blues, where's those Blues? Hey, where's the Chiefs? Mana, guys, you got tough boy at the oh, Chiefs. Tough boy. Oh, he's here too. Oh my what gosh, what are you talking about, oh. Chiefs? Mana from an Invercargill boy. That's oh. great. That is rich from you. Let's talk about the Crusaders team. Uh, not just Crocky is a point of interest in this team. Cody Taylor gets a rest on the bench. Uh, I guess that's just due to workload over June and. Mm. Knowing that uh, he can make an impact, he's certainly an impact kind of guy. So Andrew Makaleo gets a start at hooker. Uh, it's number eight where we're going to focus on mm. the long-awaited, the long-awaited return of Mr. Kieran Reid. Mm. Is this is this a brave move from the Crusaders, given the fact that they've got a number of guys who have done the job? Jordan Talfu is on the bench, not getting the start. Instead, they're throwing the skip straight in there. Uh, the, the All Black skipper, that is, of course, Sam Whitelock leading the Crusaders. What is this a is this a risky move? Oh, I don't think so. I think he's um, he's not going to play eighty. He won't go eighty. They'll just no. they'll just. And sometimes you need a um, you know it's it's actually easier to prepare when you're starting than what it is um, when you're coming off the bench, especially after an injury, because you, you often go out there and you're not you're not warmed up or anything like that, really. So, you know, he can prep himself through the week. Uh, he knows exactly what he needs to do, and they'll probably give him, you know, 50 or 60 odd minutes. He's played a bit of club club, club rugby, toll four. He's under a little bit of, of injury cloud going into that big break. Mm. Um, so I don't think it's risky at all. And, and, all, and all it really is will be just go out there and, um, you know, feel your way through the game, prepare right uh, throughout the whole week, and then, you know, Jordan will come on and, um, and do his bit. Crocky on the bench, uh, as you can imagine, when you've got Joe Moody and Owen Franks, the All Blacks starting front rowers there at your disposal, yep. and, and Crocky wouldn't have cared one way or another <laughs> as long as he was playing 200 games. Imagine being Scott Robertson and going, man, we've got Tim Perry, we've got Joe Moody, we've got Owen Franks. Oh, there might not be any room for Crocky. Imagine oh. stranding him on 199. Oh. Well, you would never live that down. You would never live that down. Nah, but he's... 
No, you, you wouldn't be able to live that down, would you? <laughs> no, Razor would never do that. No, to him. he wouldn't. No. No, no, I think I think he even said at the beginning of the season he was always going to he was well, we're going to get there with Crocky and two hundred so he was never going to let that down. Hundred percent. On the other side of this equation, the Highlanders too um, have an embarrassment of riches. Really, Liam Squire and Elliot Dixon bracketed in the number six jersey. The turn of James Lynch's in place of Dylan Hunt. Mm. I feel a little bit for Dylan Hunt. He's yep. out, but. Uh, you know, Lynch's has proved himself over a couple of seasons. Yeah, he he's a fairly handy number seven as well. The back line takes care of itself with Richard Buckman. The Barracuda getting the start on the left wing. No Tavita Lee. I think Tavita Lee's been a bit of an unsung hero for the mm. Highlanders this year. I mean, we talk a lot about Wasaki. We talk a lot about Ben Smith. Tavita Lee, his metres per carry are exceptional. Yep. He's that kind of free radical for me that, that just does something in a game. So we know that Richard Buckman, however has uh, plenty of his own moments throughout his career. Uh, this is an exciting mix-up in the back line. I'm looking forward to Robbie Thompson taking on Jack Goodhue. The midfield battle, I think, is always crucial yeah. in these games. Yeah. But where do you see the difference when you look at a Highlanders pack with the likes of Aaron Smith and Lima Sopawanga up against Bryn Hall and, and Richie Moanga? I think mm, Damien McKenzie might have won the one-on-one last mm. week in mm. Fiji. A guy like Lima probably looks at it and says... Right, I need to be better. I need to get back and use my instinct a bit more. Yeah, well, you've taken the words out of my mouth, uh, Sumo, because I think that's where it's key. Smith and uh, and uh, Sopoanga on one end, and then um, you know Bryn Hall and uh, Moonga on the other. I think those that combination, they're four packs. I mean, the Crusaders, you know, experience-wise, you know, they'll they'll, they'll probably tip them. But we've seen a Highlanders pack that get very physical. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. They don't, they don't mind getting, getting amongst it, but it's how those the nines and the tens are going to control the game, mm. particularly given this is such a big, big occasion. Um, and so given the Highlanders didn't go so well last week uh, in coming back from uh, All Black Judy, Aaron Smith in, in particular, I think, um, you know, the 9-10 pairing is going to be massive. Um, and whoever wins that battle will, uh, you know, will obviously dictate, um, you know, how much of the game goes. I wonder if when we look back to the Highlanders last week in Fiji, whether their pack just needs something and whether they've got enough left in the tank. Yeah. We, we've spoken about this a lot during the year about how uh, adversarial their game plan is and how much they can drain from you. Yeah. And, you and you go through and look at the Highlanders, their top guys, including all of their top tacklers, and there's four of them in the top ten, including the top three in the competition, yeah. uh, Dylan Hunt, Luke Whitelock and Tom Franklin. You go through and, and their crucial eight guys have all played 900-plus minutes. Yeah. Whereas in the Crusaders, their biggest, their 900 plus minute guy is number four. Yeah. So that's a lot more 
minutes in a season, and especially when you're playing an attritional style of game, I, I wonder, and, and we've said it before, and I'm not counting the Highlanders out this weekend by any stretch, but how much is left in the tank in the style of game they play? Yeah, I know, and that's what sort of concerns me a little bit as well, whether they've, yes, they, they had that three weeks off, but to come back and sort of start the way they did um, in, in Fiji, the style of footy they play, you know, it's so physical. You, it, you kick down the other end and we'll just tackle the, the crap out of you. And you're making a heck of a lot of tackles. And so when you talk about those guys in the top 10, the top three, um, and so whereas the Crusaders, they've shared the workload around, you know, and, um, you know, they, they always talk about it. all these guys here in, in um in this conference how physical it is okay they have to step up again is there enough left in the tank well you'd hope so um but also you'd have to look at the your bench you know obviously um you know, liam squire hasn't played a heck of a lot this year so mm. there's still plenty of physicality there your frizzell and your your lomax uh, i think he's on the bench and so you turn to them and say well are you going to give those guys more minutes because these guys are perhaps starting to run out of steam mm. oh, it's it's a big game and it's a big game in the whole uh, sense that so much on the line for the top eight this week and i think when we say that the crusaders are the only team that that won't move, move yeah. regardless of results i mean have a think about everything else and, and every other game has something riding on it I mean, and, and I know people complain about Super Rugby, and I, and I know it's not a perfect system, and, and I would certainly like to see some changes, mm. but we're in the penultimate round, and you've got 10 teams who can still yeah. make the playoffs out of 15. Yeah, I think that's a good result for any competition, but I'm going to go through this. Okay. All right, are you ready to strap I'm yourself ready. in? Okay. okay. <coughs> Just clear my throat. So, regardless of results this weekend, the Crusaders will remain in the top spot on the table, which is a luxury but they won't be thinking about that when it comes to the Southern Classic this weekend. As for the Lions and the Waratahs, there could be a massive swim because the Waratahs will be favourite to beat the Moondogs in Sydney. And if they do that, they could go to second on the table, which means the Lions would drop down to third. But then again, they're on the bye. And the Haguaris are oh. now seven straight wins. And they're playing the Stormers? No, the Sharks. And that is a game they should be looking to win as well, even though that's away. And it gets more convoluted for the Lions there because if the Haguares do win that game, they then become the top team in South Africa. And the Lions would go from second to seventh on the table based on points and wins. But that's not all, Millsy, because then you've got the Highlanders and Rebels in seventh and eighth respectively. But if the Highlanders win, mm. then without a bonus point and the Hurricanes somehow lose to the Blues and the Chiefs also win... That means all three of those teams would be on the same number of points wow. with one round to go. And then you've also got to factor in the Rebels, the Brumbies and the Sharks and the Smokey. The Brumbies and the Sharks are still in the hunt for a wildcard spot if the Rebels can't find another win this season and they've got the Reds this week. Did you get all that? Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Can you start again? No. That's, that's basically it in a nutshell. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, what a luxury being in the Crusaders position. What a luxury being in the Crusaders position. That is dead right. <laughs> and then from a New Zealand point of view, you want your teams finishing 1, 4, 6, and 7 anyway because mm. then a Kiwi team in every quarterfinal and that's the only way you're going to get an all-New Zealand semifinal. I'm not saying that's what I want. I'm just saying from a New Zealand perspective, that would be the ideal I result. Are the Rebels still Are they still The alive? Rebels are still there. 
the Rebels are 100% still on the hunt, Shout. which is remarkable. They're in the hunt for the eight now. I think top spots beyond them now. I think yeah. the Waratahs They'll, at home against the Sunwolves, as much as I love the Sunwolves. Speaking <laughs> of the Sunwolves, Hayden Parker has not missed a shot at goal. Isn't he? Quasi Parker. Best goal kicker in the world. Shit. That's gone unnoticed. Hasn't it just? Oh, man. Exactly right. No, so the Rebels are still on the hunt. The Sharks are still on the hunt. The Brums are still on the hunt. And, yeah, it all comes down to the last two rounds of Super Rugby. Oh. I think that's a result for the Colts. That's all I've got to say. Well, that's what you want, isn't it? I 100%. mean, you don't want four teams just dominating, you know, no. but you, you want to go and this is what everyone's talked about, you know, get into the last few rounds and, you know, there's still plenty of positions to, to, to play for. You don't want to be sitting there and, you know, the top four is already sorted and you're playing for an away quarterfinal, right? Mm -hmm. So it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It does need a little bit of a change, but this is a fantastic, it's a great result. It's mm. an absolutely great result for the competition itself because you don't know what's going to happen. Oh, hell. you're excited. Oh, I can see I you am. sitting there. You're excited. I am. It's always good to see you when you get excited. Let's talk about a couple of the other games in the Hurricanes take on the Blues. Take a pause and let us consider the Hurricanes here because oh. everything was going swimmingly for the Canes. Mm -hmm. And then they got a couple of reversals. Then they had the June break. Then they come back without Bowden Barrett. With Geordie Barrett playing centre again. And then they have another reverse against the Brumbies. And for the third straight game in Super Rugby, I think it is fair to say, and with no disrespect intended, Ford's got beaten up. Mm. We started this year talking about the Hurricanes and the fact that they are earning the right to go wide, yep. that their heart defence had been amazing, that their repeat efforts had been amazing. But for the third straight week, their defence around the breakdown was passive. Yeah. Brumby's got on a front foot. And this is a Brumby's team that is limited mm -hmm. in terms of what they do. But oh, Canberra does strange things, it, dear. Well, it does. And they crushed them on discipline yeah. and took them to line out and drove them and pick and went and got the victory. Now, what is going on with the Hurricanes the way you see them at the moment and what needs to change? Because I still don't count them out as being the overall winner of the comp. No, I don't count them out either. I think, um, but it is that. We go right back to when they, I think it was the Reds, either the Reds or the um, the Sunwolves sort of showed the way around, around the fringes and we started talking about how passive they were. Mm. And it sort of continued on week after week and, and then teams are sort of analysed. And they, you were talking, they going, they went 10 straight wins in a row, okay, and they were looking like the team, un, unbeatable, everything they were doing was absolutely fan fantastic. The way they were defending and forcing guys to come back in, now all of a sudden there's all these holes around the fringes and that's where they've been targeted. It's 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 very difficult to get things going if you're not winning that physical battle and particularly uh, um, around the ruck area because you know if teams break there, then everyone else has to come in. If they break a little bit out wide, you can slow the, the pull down a little bit uh, longer to get a, an aggressive line later, but they just seem to have lost their way a bit. Now... Used to playing the Blues, I think this could be a good chance for the for them to get a little bit physical. The Blues will they'll bring it in that area, but it's a great chance for the Lucys in particular, who who were dominant, you know, mm -hmm. in the early stages, to actually get back to um to to winning ways, but also to be to be physically dominant. Oh, I know they were down on manpower in that Brumbies game, but you should have a squad that's deep enough to cover in those positions. I know you got no Artie Savia, you had no Bowden Barrett, you've got Geordie out of position. I, I, I want to touch on the Barretts here. There's no doubt for me 
that when Bowden Barrett's at 10 yeah. and Geordie Barrett's at fullback, that team is very different. Mm. And I don't know if you can put it all down to two guys, but that intuition and understanding that those two players have, and we talked about that through the All Black series as well, especially after that first test, it is unbelievable mm. the understanding those two have together, and yep. it drives so much of that game plan in terms of kick-receipt, counter-attack, click-play, all of those things. I'm not saying Geordie Barrett can't play centre. He's obviously played there a lot in his life. And Nehi Milner-Scudd is a great fullback. Yep. But it's the combination that is so important to the uh, to the Hurricanes, should I say. The Bowden Barrett at 10, Geordie Barrett at fullback relationship tends to glue a lot together mm. for that team. Yeah, the, uh, you're absolutely right, Sumo. And they, they do glue. Well, I think since you've, uh, I suppose, spoken about that, the other th- sort of thing you've um, we've kind of probably missed is the injuries mm. in key positions. I think Proctor, he losing him, Proctor and Usel, because they brought something different. Um, bringing you know Barrett um, forward now. That's that's Geordie. I, I don't think centre's his best position. He likes to be at the back, and particularly with um, the Bowden around there, because their um, combination is you know so good. But with you know with Proctor and Lomape, they both bring a little bit of a little bit of X factor. So you have got to watch both of them at the, at the moment. You know, teams are obviously factoring on it. While we we go hard physically around the edges, take care of, care of Lomape. They won't get the ball out wide. You know, mm. with Proctor there, he brings a little bit. He, he distributes really. Well, Usel comes along. You know, he, he's a, he's blockbusting out a little bit wider, and so they lost that a little bit. The added sort of pressure now with Bowden being out last week, you know, um, it, it just puts a lot of pressure on 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 Geordie. And how how does he come back to, I suppose, get, get into the swing of things, in particular at centre, which is you know quite a difficult position for someone that's played fullback for for a very long time. You've been there, done that, Millsy. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just co- coughed up a lung. <laughs> I want to um, I want to touch too on Ngani Laumape because the guy is twenty meters a carry at his best, and our mate Steve Bates brought up a couple of clips for us this week, just saying he took two carries in the game, both on exits, yeah, destroyed them, and that was pretty much his workload, carrying workload for the game. Ngani Laumape is murdering people out there. No. Give him the weapon. Yeah, and let him go, and not on, not just on exits. You can't, man, man. I don't, I don't care what's going on. Just give him the ball every single time. Hundred. Oh, let him mow people down. I mean, he melts people. Yeah, we see that every time he's got his pluck up, he is melting people out there, and it's a joy to watch. Yeah, and it was fundamental to their early season success. Yeah, Ngani Laumapi eyeing up any ten in front of him and basically trying to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a stand, standing start. It's a too. fairly oh. simple game plan, but yeah. hey, you know it works. And the other thing is, you've got to get Ben Lamb. Here he is. Oh. You know, five weeks ago, he's on the cusp of all-time Wait. Super Rugby yeah. try-scoring season record. He hasn't got a try since. Mm. But you've got to start to be worried when a guy like that, a finisher, is not getting chances to finish. So, I don't know. Look, in saying all of that, Millsy, and as much as I was happy for the Blues to get a win for their boy Jerome last week. Nah, surely not. <laughs> surely not. Really? Really? Is 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 this a chance? Are they a chance? Well, the chance that they've got is to be spoilers. Okay, this is the chance that the Blues have got to 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 finish the season off well for themselves. And you know, a lot's come out throughout the whole year about how hard they work for each other. They've got an opportunity to go down to, to Westpac Stadium and do that. 
Oh, I can't see it personally. Mm. I, th- I think, you know, this is a great game for the Hurricanes to get themselves back into the winning circle. All right. And then we finish uh, today's short ball on the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Ooh. Taking on the Brumbies in Hamilton, which has not been a happy hunting ground for the Brumbies, uh, or, for, or for many people for that matter. Um, Chiefs coming home. They'll be pretty happy about that. Uh, we're not sure yet whether Brodie Retellick returns, yep. but certainly the return of Sam Kane gave them some starch around the edge, and, and they've got a couple of other guys there. Luke Jacobson, I think, is going to be a champion mm. footy player. Like yep. Bosch is still to come back as well. Liam Messam is the man I want to talk to. Oh. to what a shift from the quarter in that first half. Holy moly, did you see him go? I I, I know want, you don't I like want blowing it. smoke up his ass. But there's a <laughs> I long... want to know what sort of carver he was on over there, bro. He was on something else. Holy smoke, did yeah. he, he ripped it up. Yeah. Wow. He he turned back the clock about five, six years, I reckon. Oh, easily. Easily. <laughs> I was just, I, I was, I had to look twice because I was just, like, I had a couple of beers, but I was like, whoa, <laughs> is that hunger? Are you, uh, what? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, mate, I mean, this is a guy who's been player of two finals, right? 12 and 13, consecutive finals, consecutive MVPs in the final. And he's always given us all for the Chiefs' money. There's no oh, doubt yeah. about that. Yeah. But there have been times this year where Liam Messam, has looked like Liam Messam has played 180 games yeah. of Super Rugby, right? Yeah. And and that's natural, especially in a position like that. I don't know what he was on. He was on Waisaki Naholo's Magic <laughs> Leaps or something, because he yeah. had, or in that pod from Cocoon where they're all in the swimming pool and they never age. I, seriously, that was a. It was just a. It was so good to see him oh, do that. Awesome. And your love child Solomon Malo carving it up. Oh. How long before he's in the All Blacks? This kid, he's got to be, doesn't he? Oh, look, I. He is. He's he's gonna. I think he's he's he, well, he'll play for the All Blacks one day. Not quite yet. He's not quite ready. But I'm loving the things that he's doing. I mean, I'm loving, um, you know, his continuation of of what he's doing it's at the back and at fullback. So he's getting appreciation of, of how that back three actually works. So another year or so, and but he's got a lot of competition. So, but I'm I'm enjoying watching Ali Marl all play. All right, Melzi, uh, let's finish with uh, a little something from you uh, for the weekend. A little something. Who is your absolute smoky for the playoffs out of the Brumbies and the Sharks? Which of those teams more likely, given what's ahead of them, mm. to come through and maybe sneak a spot in the eight? Well, I think it's the Sharks because they've got the Jaguares at home. They beat the Lions. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think the Brumbies well, they won't win this weekend. Mm, will they? I don't think so. So, no, I think the Sharks. Sharks could jump up. Well, we're going to find out. Right, leave it with us, and we'll leave it with you. That's been the short ball for another week. Thanks, producer Ellis. Thanks, guys. Great stuff from you. I know you're upset about that hind as well. she is, isn't she? I'm real upset. So. All right, well, we'll talk about that later. We'll go have a beer. <laughs> Thanks, Millsy. Cheers, mate. Make sure you catch all the action on rugbypass.com. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 